0: What's today? Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Right, Ash Wednesday. Well, I, this year, I towards the end of the year, I celebrate the 60th year of my beginning my ministry. Uh, and I've been preaching rather longer than that because you have to preach for quite a time before you're, uh, you, you know, you're ordained, you're let out, so to speak, to be a minister. And yet, I, when I realised it was Ash Wednesday and I'd been asked to take this service, I realised I have never in all those years taken an Ash Wednesday service. Now that may seem strange, but uh, well I mean it's true I'm, I never have had that um, opportunity. Um, well, I immediately turned to the what has become now uh, the the preacher's friend, and that's something called Google. <laughs> now, in the old days when we uh, well, starting to prepare a sermon, we'd get all sorts of learned tomes from our bookshelves, and believe me, I had some bookshelves in my earlier days. And you would, you know, search for the appropriate information you wanted. Well, now you just put put it into Google, and Bob is your uncle. Out it comes, well, sometimes. Um, but uh, uh, that's what. I think ministers do now, and it's a great um, help in the process. The entries for Ash Wednesday tell us the, the background of this, of course, what the various churches do for the occasion. But I'll be quite honest, there was nothing which inspired me particularly to uh, prepare something for this service it does of course mark the beginning of Lent and so starts the period of of preparation for Easter the the, the 40 days that they called it and it goes back to very early Christian customs and it's still observed as the beginning of a period of, of fasting and abstinence in preparation for our great celebration well our remembering first of all the death of Jesus on Good Friday and then the great celebration of Easter day itself many Roman Catholics some Anglicans and Lutherans and others mark the occasion with a sort of celebration in which uh, ash is either tipped on their heads sounds rather unpleasant to me but t- tipped on their heads or uh, a cross is made on their forehead I think that's the more common one particularly in, in the western world for many of us free church folk the furthest we go to observe Lent is to abstain a while from some delicacy like chocolate or or potato crisps, or to read some uplifting publication which we feel appropriate. Now I didn't find any of this a particular inspiration for this service. Until I read on some of the background and found the words which are used in the Mass by the priest as he goes round and puts that cross on people's foreheads. Repent and believe the good news. That was the sort of liturgical wording of what he used to say. Repent and believe the good news. Now, this is a communion service. I understand it's the first time we've had a communion at this uh, Wednesday service. And it marks the beginning of Lent. Now, way back in uh, the book of Exodus, we read how God told Moses, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. They were God's special people with special care and privileges sealed by the blood of animal sacrifices because blood was a sort of symbol of life for the Jewish people and the condition of the covenant was that they kept the law, the law which God had given them. Remember Moses going up on Mount Sinai to be given the law. Now, the people of the chosen race, they wanted all the the privileges of this special relationship they had with God. They wanted him to help them fight their battles and grow their crops. But the law was a bit difficult to keep. And even the most devoted found it almost impossible to observe every jot and tittle or even to love their neighbours and to worship God, as he seemed to require. And so the law was not properly kept. And the era of the old covenant was an era of fear Because they knew in their hearts that if they didn't keep their side of the relationship, the time would come when God would have no more to do with them. You remember the line, the hymn, not all the blood of beasts on Jewish altars slain could give the guilty conscience peace or wash away our stain. But the coming of Jesus the Incarnation, the the Son of God, a new covenant was offered to the human race. And with it, the chance of a new sort of relationship with God. In place of the, the fear of living with an angry God, we were offered a relationship with a father. No longer need the relationship of a person to God be that of a criminal and a judge. Now, the relationship was one of child and loving parent. But the cost of this new covenant was the blood of Jesus himself. The slaughter of cattle and goats and sheep could never atone for the sins of a nation or of any individual. Only the very life of God's own Son given out of sheer love for us was sufficient to seal this covenant. And in place of the complex law of the old covenant, the one condition of the new covenant was to repent and have faith. To repent and believe in this Jesus, to enter with longing hearts into a new relationship with God. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, said Jesus. Do this whenever you drink it so that you will remember me well i suppose lent therefore is a time when we prepare ourselves for easter for the the fulfillment of god's promise to save his people we may not put ash crosses on our foreheads but spiritually This is a time when we humbly remember before God our failings, our need to repent, to be sorry, and his promise of forgiveness through Jesus. So at Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper, We don't come to remember a dead leader and his valiant deeds. No, we come to meet our ever-living Lord and be marked again with the symbol and seal of that new covenant. The sacrament isn't a memento, isn't some sort of a a symbol. It is a living sign and seal of the presence and inspiration of our Lord. Jesus is present with us, not just in the elements, but actually with us. We meet him here. We partake together of the spiritual food, the supernatural food and drink, which are the very mark to us of this new covenant our new relationship with God so this cup is the mark of our salvation the seed of our covenant relationship with with a heavenly father to be received by us in faith and love and that's the promise of this Christian era in which we live of the New Testament church the new chosen people of God drink ye all of it an old highland minister seeing a woman hesitate to take communion because she felt herself unworthy stretched out his hand to her and said take it woman it's for sinners it's for you (laughs) (laughs) if the Lord's supper is only for the perfect none of us could come could we But the table is Christ's table. It's open to the sinner who repents. For the man or the woman who comes conscious of their faults, their unworthiness, but willing to commit themselves in faith completely to him who has promised to be present with us in a very special way at this service of communion. This is my body, said Jesus, which is broken for you. This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Drink ye all.